to John chapter 15. I want to say, man, I'm, I'm excited about this. This is how God kind of works in my life. Uh, the Lord kind of hits me with the scripture and I can't get over it for about a year or so. Right? And, I, I, and it seems like I can't learn from it. God continuously just continues to use that scripture and use that scripture and finally... Um, Finally, uh, I get it. It kind of rings a bell for me, right? So children, we're going to... Come on, children, y'all. Come on. And Miss Karen's going to come up after and give us an announcement. But come on, kiddos. Come on, come on. I like that jersey, man. It'll be a 49er one soon, I promise. The 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 Lord will teach you something. I know it'll be 49 or sin. The Lord, will, the Lord will get you. The Lord will get you. Amen. So what I was saying, uh, God, God has put this chapter specifically on my heart for the past year and a half or so. And today we're wrapping up our sermon series on uh, based on the word surrender. Right? We've been walking through that for several weeks now, a lot longer than I anticipated. Uh, but God, that's how God works sometimes. But today we're we're wrapping up with John 15. And I want to give a a story about my life and my family. So my family has a long history of working in fields, right? Um, Cantaloupe sheds, lettuce, grapes. Uh, Matter of fact, my Uncle Gary, right? He has one eye. He's awesome. Um, Uncle Gary, his nickname is Jack, so one-eyed Jack. Um, Him and Don McIntyre would hitchhike from um, southern Texas to California quite often. Right, and they would go, and they would work here. They would work there, and so my my grandma worked in the fields. My mom worked in a little bit of fields. My all my uncles, and so for me, when I got into high school, I said I'm going to work in the fields because that's what my family does. We're gonna go. I'm gonna go work in the field, and so I got a job. Um, I'm not gonna say who hired me or how they hired me or if it was legal or whatever. But he said, hey, if you come to my farm and, and work in these vineyards for me, I will pay you with all the other workers out here. And I said, I'm all about it, and so. So what he did where he said if you go and he taught us how to clip the grapes from the vine and you put it in a crate and we got paid by the crate and so that's that's good incentive right i want to bring as many crates as i can so that i can get paid more right so what you need to know about your pastor i love working i had a job when i was 12 years old i mean it's ingrained in my head i love hard work it's not even work for me i i need to be outside right so some of you guys out here i know you're stubborn right you don't want to call the pastor to help you fall down a tree you're i need it okay get me outside um i want to work so if you need help working depending on what it is i'll come and help you right um but I, as soon as but another thing you know about your pastor is i absolutely hate spiders and if you don't know this about grapes and vineyards um two types of spiders love to live there brown lucruces and black widows and if you don't know anything about those two They'll kill you, right? And so I'm out there working, and I mean, spiders crawling up me, so I was over it really quickly. Um, so I will come help you do anything, but not including spider work, okay? Um, but here's what I know. I know that many of you today have came in here and you're struggling. I know a lot of you have all kinds of issues going on. Whether it's health, family, you have addiction issues, you're stressed out, some of you are worn out, you're doing too much. And maybe 
Some of you are in a bad spot and you're really desperately wanting to get out of it. Jesus, I love this morning, all we sang about was Jesus. Something about that name. Jesus promises us something in John 15 that I know for a fact is the answer to our issues. All of your anxiety, all of your um, stress. Jesus promises you something in John 15 that if you hold on to, it'll work wonders in your life. So in order for us to be fully surrendered to Jesus, Jesus says, all you have to do is be fully connected to me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this morning, Lord. Lord, you've heard all of our prayer requests, God. We lift those up to you. But God, I pray in this moment right now that you would continue to be with us, God. Lord, we know what your Bible tells us, God. And we want to not just hear what your Bible says, but like Gracie prayed this morning, that we would actually live it, God. So God, teach us right now, God, those areas in our life that we need to connect back to you. Lord, we love you. It's your son's name we pray. Amen. John 15, verse 1. I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. It says this. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Verse 4 says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5, Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Right? Jesus loves using examples from life, right? Um, at this point, Jesus has been doing a lot of ministry. He has his 12 disciples with him. And very quite often, he would say something to his disciples and they would go, I don't get what you're saying. Right? And so at this point, Jesus is trying to tell them, hey, look, I, my time is almost here. Uh, I'm going to be betrayed. betrayed. I'm going to die. I'm going to be resurrected. And, and they're not getting it. So you can kind of have the sense from Jesus that he's worried about his friends. And so they're walking around, they're kind of outside of Jerusalem, and outside of Jerusalem are these rolling hills, and there's a bunch of vineyards out there. And so he goes, okay, here, let me make this real simple for you guys, right? So here, here's the vineyards, here's the, you know, here's the vine, and he, and he starts talking about this, and he says in verse 1 through 5 again, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it will bear more fruit. So basically, Jesus is trying to make it real simple for him. There's three people in this story, right? Very easy. First one is God. God is the vine dresser. Make that really, in the King James Version, it says husband man, or something like husband man, or something, husband, husband man. Right, there you go. I like it simple. He's the vine dresser. He's the farmer. He's the one that's in control of pruning and disciplining the vines, right? And we're going to talk about that here in a second and what God's um, role is in our life. But then Jesus says, the second person is, he says, I am the vine. 
I am the vine, the vine of a plant or the, or the trunk of the tree. If you guys know anything about farming, I don't know a lot, right? I just, I just cut and did whatever they told me to do. But the vine is what gives the plant life. Everything runs through the vine. The vine is what draws the water up from the soil. It gets the nutrients and it spreads it throughout the rest of the plant. And Jesus says, I am the true vine. Man, that's, that's pretty good. Because what that means is that Jesus is the root of our life. Jesus is the one who provides all that we need. Jesus, he said, I am the true vine. If you don't have a root, if you do not have a vine, right, you, don't, you do not have life. Without the vine, you have no nutrients. You have no, the plant can't grow. There's no, if it's a tomato plant, you get no tomatoes, right? It's very simple. If you don't have a vine, you don't have life. And Jesus, right, he loves coming up with these I am sayings. To kind of get them to understand, he goes, man, right before this, he goes, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. I am the van and the vine. And some of you, um, he says, man, you guys are confused. But then he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, Jesus is always trying to make Christianity simple for us. Praise God, right? Praise God for the men that stood there with them. They didn't even get it. What makes you think that we get it in 2018? So he says, look, I am the vine. I am the vine. He is our salvation. So we have this problem that likes to come in. It's called sin. And from the very beginning, when sin entered the picture, it has destroyed everything because the Bible says sin equals death. It always equals death. You can't lessen it. It doesn't, sin doesn't equal sickness. It equals death. Period. And Jesus hates the fact that we have this sin-inherited death. And he says, I loved him so much. Our Father, I'm willing to do whatever it is you want me to do. And his Father said, I want you to die for me. And Jesus pays the sin death for us so that we might come to know him and have life. Jesus says, I am the vine. And then the third person in this illustration is man. Right? Wait a minute, that's you too. Right? The Bible, you guys know that. The Bible says, man, it's man and woman. Right? We are the branches. Our only job, a branch's only job is to do one thing. Bear fruit. If it's not a fruit tree, provide shade. That's all the branch is made to do. Produce good fruit. That is it. And Jesus said, you are the branches. That's all I want you to do. Be a branch. Produce good fruit. You don't believe me? Look at verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. That's our only mission on earth is to prove the fact that God is good. To bear good fruit. That is our only... He made it real simple. Be attached to Jesus and live. Jesus is divine. You are the branch. That's it. Be a branch. Very simple. Why did Jesus say this though? Why, why couldn't we be the vine dresser? Right? That's not, I like that job a little more than just being a branch. Right? Because we're not smart enough to be the vine dresser, right? We don't even know what's good for our own lives, let alone everybody else's in the world, right? Why can't we be the vine? Because we have no life. We have death. 
Jesus said, be a branch. And the reason why we can be a branch is so that when, you know, the Bible tells us that, that, that a good tree can't produce bad fruit, right? You guys know this. And a bad tree can't produce what? Good fruit, right? Growing up, I had an apricot tree. I promise everything in California when it comes to fruit and produce is way better, right? I promise you. It just tastes better out there. Um, but we had an apricot tree in my backyard, and it was disgusting. Um, if you didn't pick up the, those apricots, they, man, they stink. But when you get them fresh off the branch, right off the tree, man, that stuff is good, right? And so when you eat that, you go, man, that's a good apricot tree, right? So Jesus says, hey, you are the branch. I'll give you life. You produce good fruit so that when someone looks at your life, looks how you live, listens to how you speak, watch how you serve, they go, man, they are attached to something good. I don't know what it is, but something's different about them, and I want it. You see what God's doing here? Our only mission, the only reason why we were created is to bring God glory through all aspects of our life. Not just our church attendance, but how we live outside of the church. Your only mission, bring God glory. And when someone says, man, what is it? What, what, what's different about you? We go, man, I'm attached to the vine, baby. You got to be careful when you offer someone the vine, what part of the country you're in, right? But man, I'm attached to Jesus. The only reason that a branch can even produce fruit is because it's connected to the vine. Look at verse 1 through 4 again. We're going to tear this chapter up, I'm telling you. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it might bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Verse 4, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him... He it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So there's two types of fruit. I told you, or two types of pruning, right? We know God is the vine dresser. He's the, he's the husband man. He's the, he's the farmer. And he does, he's prunes, right? Pruning is a good thing. And, and, and the first type of pruning is what helps produce more fruit, right? You guys know that? If, you know, if you've ever seen a plant, it, it kind of has this little dead little part. You cut it and it grows back. It's healthy. Right? If you have a, a dead branch in the tree, you cut that and eventually you know, the tree looks full and healthy. Right? It's important to do that because if you don't do that, it'll kill the rest of the plant. The dead, the dead branch will kill the plant. Or the dead branch in the tree will fall and it'll kill you. Right? So you get on top of it and you take off the dead branches. Right? So God's role, His responsibility is to prune our lives. Let me tell you this. Like God is the creator of all things. Not, there's no big bang. There's no other way. God created all things. And he said, this is good. And I promise you, he says that he made you into his image, which makes you good. You have a sin problem, but God created you for a good purpose. And God knows what's best for your life over what you think is good for your life. So God being the vine dresser. The farmer, his job is to prune and to mold and to shape and to discipline us so that we are going to form into the person that he created us to be. God only wants the best for your life. 
Sometimes discipline hurts though. Amen? But Hebrews tells us don't be afraid to be disciplined by God because what father doesn't discipline the child that he loves? God only disciplines. It's not like God gives us bad things. God can't do bad. A perfect God cannot do bad. But he disciplines us. He, he, he helps us to become disciplined. That's something that God's been working on in my life, is, is being fully disciplined in God. So when, you, when God prunes us, it's not to harm us, but it's to help us grow more. You take some sin away. Right? God, God takes an idol out of your life. Those are good things. He wants you to grow more and produce more and bring Him more glory. You guys with me on that? Come on. I missed y'all because y'all talk to me when I preach. Right? <laughs> the second type of pruning is this. The dead branch. Man, it's useless. You don't, you don't prune it to make it grow. If it's dead, it's dead. And it can kill, like I said, it can kill the rest of the plant. And, and, and so, who are the branches? Again, y'all tell me, who are branches? Okay, let's make that a little more specific. Only those who claim to be a Christ follower are branches. You have to have your life fully surrendered to Jesus to be attached to His vine, to have His life, to produce His good fruit. Amen. If you're not a Christian, you are not attached to the vine. And what that means is, if you are outside of Jesus, the only thing that you have is your own sin death. That's it. And so what happens here? You need to wrestle with the question, am I a branch? If Jesus is the true vine, am I a true branch? And every person in here needs to wrestle with this question, am I really a follower of Jesus Christ? And the real easy way to figure that out is this. Where is your fruit? Where is the fruit that you are producing being attached to Jesus Christ? It's about to get serious in here. Are you really connected to Jesus? Because if you were truly connected to the true vine, to the true source of life, you would be bearing fruit. So do you have the fruit that comes through the Spirit of Jesus Christ? And you guys know what it is. Do you, have, do you look at your life? Do you have love? Do you have joy? Do you have peace? Are you patient? Are you kind? Are you, do you, are you good? Are you, doing, are you trying to do good things? Are you faithful? Are you gentle? Do you have self-control? Listen, Jesus says if a branch does not bear good fruit, the Father cuts it off because it is dead and useless. A dead branch is only good for two things. Starting the fire, not keeping it going, but starting the fire. And for me to throw for my dog to go get. Right? And even then, he gets bored with that. He chews it up and leaves it there. A dead branch is good for nothing. And to know the difference between a dead branch and a dying branch, you need to look at the branch and see how long has it been since it's been connected to the vine. You can tell. Go look at a tree. You can tell. And, and so, and this is hard. Well, my friends, I want you to look at your life. You came in here with problems. I know it's true because I came in here with mine. You come in here with problems. You're hurting. You're stressed out. You're worn out. You don't know what to do. Your, your family's sick. You're sick. Bills are due. You come in here hurting. 
But you come in unattached to Jesus, disconnected, wondering why do I feel this way? You come in disconnected, wondering why don't I feel better? Why? Where is God in these times? You, you come in here and you, and you hear the sermon, right? And, you, and if, that's if you pay attention, right? I, I know sometimes it's hard. I'm working on it, right? But you come in here and if you pay attention, if you come into church seeking to hear from God, you will hear from Him. So you come in here and, and, if, and let's just say you do, you came in and you're seeking God and, and you actually worship when we worship. You don't just stand there looking at everybody else going, man, I don't like this song. But you actually worship God and you actually pray. You don't just listen to other people pray, but you're praying too. If you do that and, and when you leave, you're going to feel better because you were connected to Jesus. That's what it's like to be connected, to be fully attached to Jesus. You cannot be attached to Jesus and walk away the same. It's impossible. And so you come in here and you get attached, and, and that's what church is designed for, to help you reattach to the vine, to get you reconnected to Jesus. And then you walk out of here and you feel good, so good, you go home, you take a nap, right? And you rest a little bit, praise God, and then you come back Sunday night, and all, all, all Sunday night is we just come in here and we, we get in the Word a little bit and we pray for each other. And so you wake up Monday morning and you feel good. Man, your, your life, if you have a life meter, here's no life, you're dead. Up here, you're full-blown, you're living life, it's awesome. Right? Monday morning, you head off and, and you're attached to Jesus. Your, lo- your, life is, your life meter is full. And then you get to work or you, or, or you get to school or wherever you're going. And all of a sudden, life kind of hits you. But you've woken up and you prayed and you got into the Word, so you're good. The world doesn't win on Monday. Right? And you come home and you, and you eat dinner, you watch TV, and you relax, and you go to sleep. Then Tuesday you wake up, and because you kind of got in the Word on Monday, and you kind of prayed on, Tuesday, or on, on Monday, your, your life meter is kind of full. And so you still feel alright, you head in the Word, but you know, work, um, man, it, it comes a lot sooner than you think. School starts a lot earlier than you think, and, and you had to rush to get ready, and, and you didn't really spend time with Jesus. Um, you didn't really pray. Um, it was kind of rushed, but you got in it, you got a little bit, so your life meter was a little bit fuller. And you head into work, and then you know, your coworker says something that hurts your feelings. Or, or you get a call from a friend, and, and they tell you some bad news, or you see something driving down the road, and something happens, and life kind of gets you. And because your life meter is not all the way full because you didn't really spend time with Jesus that morning, uh, man, life kind of hits you a little bit. And so you come home and you're tired and, and you don't have this life and you don't have this joy and the peace that God's trying to give you. And you come home, you watch TV, you eat dinner and you go to sleep. And then Wednesday, man, your life meter's already low, right? You haven't really spent time with Jesus. You, you're late. You woke up late, right? How many, am I talking to some of you guys in here? Right? You wake up late. You wake up rushed. Some of you are tired. You wake up way too late, Right? You wake up at 3 o'clock. I don't know how some of y'all do that. Uh, but you wake up late so you don't get to spend time in the Word. You pray on your way to work, which is good. You need to do that. Um, but it's really rushed. You get to work. Everyone, you hate everybody. You don't want to talk to anyone. Your life meter begins to get low. And then you come to church on Wednesday night and you get connected again to the vine. But because you're so low already, man, this little bit on Wednesday night, man, it'll fill you up a little bit. But then Thursday comes in, you wake up real late, you don't get in the Word, you don't even have a rushed prayer time, you go through life the whole day on your own strength, and then you come home, eat, TV, or eat 
dinner, watch TV, go to bed. Friday comes, it's the same thing. Your life meter is getting low. You're about dead in your, in your spiritual life. Saturday, I don't know what you guys do on Saturday. I don't want to know what you do come Saturday, but you're dead. And then you come here again on Sunday morning and you say, hey, pastor, I'm here. I'm dead, but I'm here. You better preach something. The worship better talk to me because if it's not according to my standards and what I like, I don't want to do it, so I'm not going to worship unless it's what I want to hear. Pastor, I'm dead. I don't feel it. It must be your fault. I didn't feel the worship. It must be the worship leader's fault. I'm home now. I left church. I don't feel it. I don't feel God anymore. It must be God's fault. But a whole week long, you spent your whole week disconnected from God. And blame everybody else. Why why don't I feel it? It's because you spent your whole week disconnected from the true vine. The The church is awesome. It's God's design. But the church can't give you life. I, I consider myself pretty cool. I, can't get, I can speak life. I cannot give you life. The only way for you to experience joy and peace and all those spirits of the fruit, of, of, of fruits of the Spirit is to be connected to Jesus. It's not God's fault. God is good. And if you feel dead, it's because you haven't been, you haven't spent your days every single day, every waking moment trying to seek God. Look at verse 4 and 5 again. It says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he that will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus says, if you're not abiding in me, that Greek word, it's it's, uh, to remain, right? To attach. If you are not attached to Jesus, if you're not remaining faithful to Jesus, you will not have joy. You will not have peace. You will not have this love. You will not have the kindness and gentleness and the guidance from the Spirit because you are disconnected. Christianity is real simple. I am the true vine. You are the branch. And if you do not attach yourself to me, you're just a dead branch trying to live. You're just a withering branch trying to live. And eventually, the Bible tells us that dead branches get gathered up and tossed in the fire. They just get thrown away. But here's the problem. And I can see it on some of your faces right now. I love this. My favorite part of being a pastor is I speak something. I, I, God says, say this. And I say it. And I get to see your reaction. I love it. Here's the problem. Some of you right now are going, okay, Donnie, I get it. I'm going to try harder. I'm going to try harder until you come to church and you try to be good and you, and you leave and you get into your little devotion in the morning. You're like, I'm going to try really hard and you know, I'm going to bear fruit. I'm going to bear fruit. You're doing it wrong once again. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branch. Just be a daggone branch. <coughs> When's the last time you walked by a tree and you heard the branch go, oh, I'm going to produce something today. When's the last time you heard that? Anybody heard that? Gracie, have you ever seen that? 
It don't, it don't happen. Why? Because the branch knows if I'm connected to the vine, if I'm connected to the trunk that gives me life, I don't have to try. I just need to stay connected. That's not about what I can do. It's about me being connected to Jesus Christ because Jesus gives me all that I need. You don't have to try. Jesus said, just be a branch. Jesus says, I am a shepherd. You're the dumb sheep. Just be a sheep. If, if you come to me as a sheep, I'll, I'll feed you. If you come to me as a sheep, let me be your shepherd. I'll protect you from your enemies. I'll be with you. You'll hear my voice and you'll know who I am. Just, just, I am the shepherd. Be a sheep. She said, I am the vine. Just be a branch. If you stay connected to me, you're going to produce a lot of good things in your life. You're going to feel joy in the midst of hard times. You're going to have peace in the midst of darkness. I'm going to provide for your needs. And he even says, even though if whatever you ask of the Father, it's going to be given to you. If you stay connected to me. And what that means, all you have to do is be fully dependent on Jesus as your source of life. You need Jesus. Y'all didn't hear me, did you? You need Jesus. That is all that you need. Everything is dependent on being fully connected to Jesus. Everything. Your joy, your peace, your security, your freedom, your purpose, your love, the forgiveness of your sins, the sanctification of your life, your marriage. You want your marriage to be good? You both better be connected to Jesus. Everything is connected and depending on Jesus. And the only way to prove that you're a Christian is to bear good fruit. Is to be so connected to Jesus every single day, not just on Sunday and Wednesday. Although I love that you guys are here. You know, our numbers are growing. I praise God, whatever. I much rather know that you guys are growing daily into Jesus Christ. Numbers will come. I don't care about those. I care more about you being fully connected every single day to Jesus. Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. He didn't say, without me, you, can do, you can't do great. He didn't say, without me, you can do some good. He said, without me, you can do nothing. And verse 6 is a consequence of not fully being attached to Jesus. Look at verse 6 with me. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. This, this right here is for two people, actually. Right? Because we know to be a branch, you have to be a what? A Christian. So this is for Christians. You ready? Here we go. The first person that this is for is the unfaithful Christian. I want you to look at this process. At some point, as a Christian, you said, Here, um, here's my life. I need Jesus. I can't do this on my own. So I'm surrendering my life to Jesus. You became attached to the vine. You have a brand new life. You feel good. You're telling people about Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you're on fire. Right? How many of you remember that day when you surrendered your life to Jesus? One of the best feelings. Just, man, I love Jesus. Right? And then all of a sudden, something happens and it's called sin because we still have sin in our life. But it comes in and, and we allow it to slowly start detaching us from Jesus. We don't lose our salvation. Once you're, once you're Jesus, you're His. Can't get rid of Him. It's like that tick. You don't know where it's at. It's there, right? But here, here you are and all of a sudden, you got
Get into your word. And so you spend 10 minutes. I mean, that's just you. Jesus, I want to spend time with you. Is your life so dependent on Jesus and you're so connected that we can look at your life and go, man, that person is, that's something different about that person. They're, they're connected to something good, I want it. If not, are you slowly withering away? What is causing you to be detached from Jesus? And is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is your little bit of sleep in the morning worth you slowly withering away because you're not receiving life every single day like you should be? Is that sin, whatever you're struggling with, worth you not being connected to the person who forgives you and loves you and gives you purpose? Is that TV time or that day? What? I don't know what it is. Is your money worth you being disconnected from the true vine? I don't think it is. And the second person that this is talking to, being cut off and thrown in the fire, is, is talking to people who have never really surrendered their life to Jesus in the first place. Without Jesus, like I said, you have no life. You have no life. But there's good news, amen? There's always good news. Right, Charlotte? There's always good news. I want you all to look at verse 7 with me. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Not maybe, like it might be, no, it may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I love you. Greater love has no one than this than someone laid down his life for his friends. Verse 14, here's the good news. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. So the good news is this. If you are detached from Jesus, you are a Christian, you have surrendered your life, but you're slowly withering away. You're detached. You don't feel that joy. You don't feel God's spirit in you anymore. The good news is you are a friend of God. And you can be attached once again. It might take some pruning. (laughs) Some of you need a little bit of pruning. Some of you need a lot. It might take a little discipline. But you can be attached to the vine once again. If you're not a Christian, you can become a friend to Christ. 
You can have the life that comes with being connected with Jesus in a personal relationship. How do you do that? It's, you have to surrender. We've been talking about surrender for weeks. The only way to be connected to Jesus is to be fully surrendered and to be faithfully connected. Jesus doesn't disconnect the vine from the branch. It's always the branch falling off of the vine. You guys hear me? So how do we do this? How do, we, how do we remain in Christ? Real simple. We're going to wrap up with this. The first thing to remain in Christ is you have to believe that Jesus is God's son. Do you guys believe that? Say amen. amen. Come on. 1 John 4, 15 says, Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. You have to believe that Jesus Christ is God. Very simple. The second thing, you have to receive him as your Lord and your Savior. Not just your Savior and maybe the Lord. He has to be both. You cannot be a Christian and not have Jesus as your Lord. And make it real simple, the boss of your life. Jesus has to have full control over you. And it's much better that way. Right, Miss Ann? It is much better to let Jesus not have the will, but your whole car, your whatever metaphor. Let Jesus have it. It's better. He knows more than you. John 1, 12 says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. Believe it. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. Then be obedient. Do what God tells you to do. Come on. First John 3, 24, Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God, and God in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. Jesus promises, I will never depart from you. And he does that, and he handles that promise through the Holy Spirit. The minute that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Spirit of God is living inside of you. And he will not depart from you. That's how you know. That's good news. And the fourth way to stay, to stay connected, man, stay committed. John 14, 15, if you love me, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. What are we doing? Look at our life. And this is for me. I'm telling this is Jesus. Is, I don't want to sound like I'm preaching at you. I'm preaching with you. This has been the verse and chapter I cannot break away from this entire past year and a half of my life, okay? I'm not, I'm not away from this. But what are we doing? Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And the fifth way to stay connected to Jesus is stay connected to the body, to the church. And this is God's design. For us to come in here and push each other, pray over each other, fill each other up a little bit. John 15, 12 says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Find, make your friends here. You can't be friends with the world, but you can find some friends in the church, right? Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. To make this real simple, and we're going to wrap up. I'm going to have the worship team come on up.
Make it real simple. So I love simple, right? Daily connect yourself to Jesus. Daily attach yourself to Jesus. Make time to spend in prayer with God. Jesus, multiple times, had to sneak away in the night or sneak away in the morning to go and spend time with His Father. Make time to get connected through prayer. Make time to read His Word. Take your time reading His Word. Digest it. Figure out what it's saying and what it means to you and what God is trying to speak to you. God is a big God, amen? Sometimes His voice is very little. You can hear it through His Word if you take the time. Seek Jesus daily. He's the one who gives you life. And and our our, our time of response, right, is real simple. I'm going to give us quick testimony. I promise I'm done. The times in my life where I'm worn out, stressed out, and hate people. (laughs) So I I know y'all hate people too, right? I can look back on that week. And everything that I produced, mediocre. My life didn't really prove that I was a, a Christian. But I can look back and see I was disconnected the whole time. And I can look back in the hardest times of my life where I came out bearing good fruit, giving God glory the whole way through, and go, man, what was the difference then? Because I had connected myself to Jesus. I was fully dependent on Him. Don't ever come to a spot in your Christianity and your walk with God where you don't think you need Him. So the time of response is real simple. If you need to reattach yourself, maybe it's been a while since you've produced anything for God. Rededicate your life. Come forward. Let us pray over you. Let us us give you on a new mission again. Let us do what God told us to do and love on you. Do that today. Maybe today you realize, man, I, I thought I knew God. But I don't think God really knew me. You need to surrender your life to Him. It's time to surrender. If you want to stop feeling dead, if you want to stop feeling hopeless... If you want to stop feeling full of shame and full of guilt, if you want to experience joy and peace in life, surrender your life to Jesus. And connect to Him. Let's stand up. Thank you, God.